0: Okay, and this is uh, bonus episode 0.5, although technically this is bonus episode 4, but we're going to release it before the first two we did. Um, I'm Rob. And I'm Drew. And this is uh, Rob and Drew Electric Boogaloo, bonus episode, and as always, featuring music by Eric Scott Rousseau. This is our late E3 coverage for 2018. I basically have only one thing on my mind that I want to talk about. Uh, but uh, why, don't, why don't you start talking, Drew, about what you're, you know, what came, well, you know, what popped out to you as the most interesting stuff or the most grown-worthy stuff? <laughs>
1: Well, overall, I thought it was a pretty good show this year. I thought all the game developers and the you know the big companies, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, and even the, the, some of the just gaming-only companies, Ubisoft, Square Enix. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was an all right. It was a, let's just say it was a lot better than years past, years previous. So I thought it was fine. I am really, really, really excited for Kingdom Hearts three has been my game of the year so far it well game of e3 i should say and i'm just so excited because i've been waiting for better part of 13 years for the next official kingdom hearts game in the trilogy here so yeah because i've been a fan of the series since day one in 2002 and i have am currently going through the the all the entire series in preparation for kingdom hearts 3 God help me, because my brain is going to collapse in on itself because of all the complex storylines. Other than that, there are a couple other games that I'm really excited about as well. For example, I know... uh, Well, Forza Horizon 4. I've never played a Forza Horizon game, but I think I might play this one. I love the main series, Forza. Uh, I have all seven Forza Motorsport games, so those are always fun. Resident Evil 2. A remake is looks incredible and it's going to have the same gameplay style as Resident Evil four, which even though I really wasn't a fan of Resident Evil four, yes, I know I'm one of those heathens, but it looks incredible and I can't wait to play it. Golf club 2019 is going to be a, another great game uh, for people that like the sport of golf. Like I do, because uh, I think we may have alluded to this in other episodes, Rob, yeah. But the golf club is actually getting the official PGA Tour license. Ah. So, yay for that. Yeah. We don't have to create our own courses anymore.
0: Yeah. Yep. I I just know that you're a so, big uh golf fan. So, yeah, I you probably did oh, mention it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Big ups to the Golf Club for getting the actual PGA Tour license. Very, very fun. Very, very awesome for that. And let's just say uh, so the new Spider-Man game looks pretty cool. The one that's coming out uh, for, uh, for PS4 exclusively. Uh, Nintendo, they had some pretty good stuff, but at the same time, most of their effort was concentrated on Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which... I'm not a Smash Brothers fan. It's not a fighting game, no matter what anybody says. It's not a fighting game, and therefore I'd, I will not consider it a fighting game. Um, I want to say... Oh yeah, Valkyria Chronicles 4 is coming, is supposedly coming out. We never did get the third one over here, but I loved the first one. Didn't really like the second one all that much because it concentrated on school life issues. Grown. Uh, never got the third one. Fourth one looks to be the same tactical RPG goodness that I absolutely adore. But the most grown worthy, you know, announcement to me personally was Dead or Alive Six. Mm. Now I am a big fan of the Dead or Alive series. Been a big fan since day one, or not day one, uh, uh, but since they played the original version on the P- the PlayStation One. It originally came out in arcades in '96. Then I think it was ported to Saturn in '97. PS One got their version on in '98. So, been playing this series for a long, long time, and I brought this up on another podcast uh, that I was on, I was a special guest on, but Tecmo, Koei, or Team Ninja, the ones that, uh, slash Team Ninja, the ones that are developing the game, the fan service of Dead or Life 6 is being toned down. Now, how, literal, how little or how a lot, we don't know for sure. But I am just not a big fan of this because... The fan service is one of the main things that got me into the series. Even though I was a little kid, I still was drawn to it. And it got a lot of people like me into the series. And it's an amazing fighting game, but a lot of people, mainly in the FGC fighting game community, say they can't really take it seriously, whatever that means, I don't know, because of the fan service. Now I say dash to that because the fan service is like I said, one of the main reasons you played that or alive. The fighting you, you came for the ladies, but you stayed for the fighting is what I lo- always like to say. So them going in a completely different direct or not a completely different direction, but they're trying to cater to the more eSports crowd, which I think that's a huge mistake, considering that it it's never going to get to that level. It wants to be at the big fighting game tournaments, you know, your Evos and whatever else that there are out there. But I say unless your name is Tekken, no one plays 3D fighting games. It's all 2D for for the most part. And now that you're toning down one of the main aspects that made your game famous, why is anybody going to play? Why is anybody going to care? Why is anybody going to play this? Just so you can uh, cater to the 10% as opposed to catering to the 90% that might buy this game. Because I bet you, more than anything, that less than 1% of the people that play that are live will go to these tournaments. So I just think it's a horrible business move by Team Ninja, but only time will
0: tell. Well, it's it's, it's not been the same since, uh, what's-his-face, left... You know, Team Ninja, so... Itagaki. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I liked Dead or Alive
1: 5. That was the first ga- the first D DOA game that was not under his direct control. I liked it. A lot of people liked it as well, but they say that they completely screwed you over with the DLC because they came up with, like, five season passes. I mean, they made a small fortune off of me because I bought every single one of those season passes. You had, like, 50 costumes per character, and there were a ton of characters in the game, so you had just... Mountains upon mountains of DLC, which really turned some people off. Not me, of course, because I thought that they were making a good product, and I was wanting to support them with my money. But, yeah, I'm really not excited for the next entry in Dead or Alive. Uh, or Dead or Alive. So, Dead or Alive 5 was okay, Dead or Alive 6, mm, well, like I said, only time will tell, but it's not looking good so far.
0: Mm. Well, that that just, you know, that's how how it is sometimes yep. you know I mean, just you have to play the game so to so to speak, I guess, yep, and
1: that's pretty much all I have to say about this,
0: okay, about e three about e three my main thing was, I thought there was a really bad presentation by a pretty big game company, um you can can you guess which one? Um they don't they're not console but they're they're one of the biggest third party they are pro- one of the two biggest third party uh Ubisoft You're close EA was Well that
1: goes without saying.
0: Uh well I mean it just was and I remember everybody saying why did they drop the ball on Star Wars? Well, I kind of have some rumors and speculation that they are not gonna have that license for that long and so with that
1: we even discuss this i mean i i mean granted we're just two schmoes talking about it on the podcast but should we even discuss this i don't want to get in trouble here
0: no i don't have any insider information it this is more like you know stuff i've read on the the twitter sphere this is not this this is not from someone inside Disney or EA that I know. This is not. This is just what, this is second and third hand accounts from people who do have, you know, connections to Disney. Um, and it's funny you mentioned Ubisoft because supposedly Ubisoft is who they're looking to give the rights to um from what i hear the whole uh, loot crate situation with battlefront uh really the the whole controversy just really and and the fact that uh ea was so just you know freaking uh they they just wouldn't d- They wouldn't, like, apologize about it and just dig their heels into it. And there might possibly... They doubled down. They doubled down, and there might actually be legislation that loot boxes are akin to gambling because of how far they pushed. And Disney doesn't want any connection to that stuff with the Star Wars brand. So supposedly... Right, right. What I've heard, and like I said, this is second, third, fourth... Forehand's account, you know, well, I guess not secondhand, because secondhand means that somebody I know. This is people I know hearing from people they know, hearing from supposedly people in Disney that they're going to give the license to Ubisoft. So why did EA drop the ball? Well, they don't want to promote any new Star Wars games that might get sequels made by a direct competitor. So they're right. they're ju- they're just gonna bomb those things now. Like I said, I have no direct knowledge on this, but you know it's it's just it's just what I've heard, man. That's what I've yeah. heard. I, I've heard on the streets of Twitter. <laughs>
1: yeah, there we are. <laughs> well, I don't know if I would go as far as to say that it's gambling. I mean, yeah, I mean it's a it's a slot machine, but at the same time. There's no monetary gain. I would equate it, and I'm I'm totally stealing this from Razor Fist. This is not something that I came up with. Okay. It's pretty much going into in going into any you know card shop, comic book shop, whatever, and buying blind bags or mystery or or packs of Magic the Gathering cards. I wouldn't constitute that as gambling, but I do see where you're going with that.
0: And I think the the just the biggest problem is, uh, the easily the the easy access that. Little kids have had to their parents' accounts, and that's I think fueled a big, big part of the controversy over it. Is 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 based on that, um, and the fact that really EA, I think, dropped the ball by not creating proper safeguards for stuff, mm-hmm. for stuff like you know, it's like seriously, that's that's kind of Gaming 101, game, game design 101, like, make sure that, like, little kids are not going to spend their, their parents' hard earned cash without their knowledge. It's okay when, you know, they guilt their parents into, <laughs> into, yeah. into stuff, but it's another thing when, you know, what the, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I'm I'm trying to think like what, what I could compare it to, but it's it's not good. It's not good. It's right. It's it's not good it's not a good look for Disney. It's not a good look for Star Wars. And so that's that's essentially what I'm what I'm saying. And that's and that's what I'm sticking yeah. to saying what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Um I don't know if I would—granted, uh, it.
1: Uh, I know that they're going to want to go to, to another big-name company, uh, the Star Wars license, you know, Disney. Yeah. But personally, I would hand the—if I was Disney, I'd hand the Star Wars license over to CD Projekt Red and give them a shot.
0: Well, CD Projekt Red has not done, like, a non-mature game. I don't think they've done a non-mature game. I think everything—because, you know, even Cyberpunk— that's coming out. I I think that's going to be a mature rated game. Um I think they need to like do an, an an original IP that's more I wouldn't say family friendly, but you know something that would be more like a T rated game. I I right,
1: I Right, I get you.
0: I think, you know, I don't think it, that's a fair thing, but I I think that's definitely where Disney would um be coming from. And on top of that, I think they'd want a company that's huge to do it. Uh as good as uh, CD Project Red is, um they ha- are are fairly new as a as a AAA developer. Um a lot of people I know basically said with like The First Witcher game while good was not, you know, that really calling them a, 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 a triple A developer wasn't fair until Witcher three was, right. Was what most people were like, now you can call it. A lot of people felt that that was when they truly, uh, got their, uh, uh, proved themselves as a, as a studio, uh, worthy of being called a, uh, a triple A studio. Um but like I said, you know, that's Disney's gonna want someone who's you know I'm sorry, I'm doing I'm doing multiple I'm multitasking. Me uh, too. <laughs> um and yeah, I'm 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 multitasking I'm I'm designing a font <laughs> while, while I'm doing this. Yeah, and I'm editing my NCAA
1: football 14 school right
0: now. <laughs> so, oh okay. yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's about it. That's our uh, that's our our what we've got to say about uh, E3 E3 man, and uh, we'll be uh putting this up as soon as possible so that again that's why this is 0.5 but don't worry because later in the week the first true bonus episode will be aired or at least that's the plan if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen so yep i think i hear the music and then we gotta record some other episodes but you know that's the that's end of the good luck that's that's you know the end of this one